So for this episode title, the one that we're doing right now, all I could think was, hell having two bars doesn't sound bad. (laughs) I went to two bars last night, (laughs) and I had a very pleasant time. When I was writing down the title to this one in my notebook, I was like, Evan's going to make a joke about this being like a bar where you go get drinks. Because I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) Didn't say that. Didn't say that. I just had that thought. You implied it. Okay, well, two bars for all of hell. I mean, maybe it's overcrowding. Maybe that's the problem. There can't be that many people down there. So what are we... (laughs) Who are we? Who are we, Beth? We are Selfie Valuation, a podcast duo talking about Selfie, the 2014 ABC sitcom starring John Cho and Karen Gillan. And Karen Gillan. That's who we are. Everybody, everybody... Everybody's seen Selfie. Everybody, yeah. When you think of the shows that people talk about around the proverbial water cooler, it's like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Selfie. Yep, all the time. Always talking about it. Is this your intro? (laughs) Yes. That's good. Solid start. Solid start. So this week, we are going to be talking about episode five, Even Hell Has Two Bars, and this one... Henry and Eliza go on a trip to Sam Saperstein's villa out in nature. Ooh, it's this is where the ball really gets rolling on the whole Henry Eliza ship. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited to get into this. Yes, there's also a great shout out to My Fair Lady towards the end, which I am very excited to get into. Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancel by BC in 2014. Evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. So this episode starts off in the office and Henry is kind of giving a pep talk. He's saying like, people love you. More important, people need you because you have a series of unique attributes. And then they cut over, and it's his assistant, Charlie. And he's like, oh, thank you. I do feel like I'm on a journey of self-discovery, though. And then Henry says, I'm talking to the lozenge. <laughs> so a solid start on this episode. I love, a, I love a good lozenge. You love a good lozenge? I love cough drops. You love cough drops? If I had to choose between a cough drop and a gum drop, I would choose a cough drop every single time. Well, because gum drops are gross. What are you talking about? A gum drop? Like, that you put on a... What do you call those? Gingerbread man? Gingerbread house. I was going to say gingerbread house. Yeah, they're kind of gross. Huh, Maybe I'm just anyway, having bad ones. This, you eat candy for breakfast. So, <laughs> um, Only sometimes. And I didn't say for breakfast. It's before and or with and or after breakfast. So what, just to clarify. How does that not, how is that not breakfast? But I mean, I still have like a breakfast. Yeah. I just combine it with candy sometimes, which is a thing lots of people do. <laughs> <laughs> So Terrence comes along, and for viewers who remember the first episode, Terrence is Sam Saperstein's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. He works at Kindercare Pharmaceuticals, and I'm pretty sure last last episode, I mentioned how nepotismy that seems to me. Yeah, this episode actually, I realized they like must have filmed them out of order because when he comes in, Henry's like, "How's the new gig in customer service?" Which is a job that he gets in a later episode. There's like a whole episode about him working in customer service, which we'll get to later. Did that really take you out? What? Did that really take you out of the episode? Uh, I wrote it down. I was just like, mm, that's something I noticed, but it's okay. I'm, I'm over it now. So I don't understand this when networks will air episodes of a TV show out of order, but I was going through this one 
like an AV Club article about like TV shows that didn't last very long, and there was an there was a TV show that only ran for two episodes, and they were run out of order. <laughs> Why? So literally right out the gate, it was like episode <laughs> two, then episode one. What was the show? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was a cartoon. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so I think that. I think the reason they switched it is because they wanted to like build the Henry Eliza tension. So they put this episode before the one next week. But anyway, so Terrence comes in. He's delivering. Well, first he's just chatting. And Henry's like, okay, you can leave Terrence. Terrence, And he's like, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) And Terrence is like, oh, I almost forgot. And he brings him an envelope, which has like fancy script on the front. It says, Henry. It's an invitation to Sam Saperstein's estate out in the country. And this is a huge deal. says that it's from his boss slash (laughs) dad-in-law. Yeah. Which more people should say. (laughs) Dad-in-law? Dad-in-law. Dad-in-law, mom-in-law. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, But yeah, it's to um, what he dubs the Santa Barbara house. Mm. And Henry, I think, is more excited than he's ever been in this show so far. Yeah, he's like kind of tearing up a little bit. He's like, I can't believe this is happening to me. There's clenched fists. There's a little bit, not quite jumping up and down, but like coming right up to that. Yeah, yeah. Like building up the momentum like you're about to jump up and down. Yeah. He's so hyped. Only people who get invited to Sam Saperstein's house are execs who are getting promoted, basically. Yeah, so this is basically like the level right before you get promoted. So he's like, all right, this is my chance. I'm going to go hobnob with Sam Saperstein. He's going to see if he's going to promote me. So he's very excited. He goes to see Eliza and says, going to have to cancel our work session on Friday because going to Sam Saperstein's house. Hmm. He's like very pleased Brag. with himself. Yeah. So Eliza's like, oh, so exciting, so exciting. I got one of those too. And she like shows him her envelope. And it really brings him down to earth like immediately. He's just like, no, 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 wait, what? Why? Yeah, he he can't believe it. He's like, no, 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 this is for people who he's eyeing for promotion, not just like everybody. And then, but he swiftly like gets back to where he was before because he's like, whoa, you know what? You were probably just invited to be my plus one. Yes, which really bugs eliza she's like no i am no one's plus one i'm no but <laughs> it's my favorite line in the whole episode i'm nobody's plus one i'm vip bitches <laughs> bitches it's just me one bitch so he basically is like mm, you're you're only gonna be my plus one and then eliza lists all of the times when she has been not a plus one would you like a bunch me to of avril lavigne parties okay so the first, you want me to read my list <laughs> yes please okay she she goes was I a plus one at Adam Levine's Halloween party? Oh, it's party? Adam Levine. And then she says, at Avril Levine's Christmas party? At Sherry Shepard's purse party? Was I a plus one at Target's preferred shopper Black Friday pre-sale? And she continues listing these. So it kind of jumps from her listing them in the office. Now they're in a carriage on their way to the villa. And she's still listing all the times when she was not a plus one. When he first comes up to her, there is also a moment where he wants to know what she's doing. And she says that she's just doing Kegels to Riff Raff. And I really like Henry just being like, are you still doing them right now? <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> but look, we've all we've all done Kegels while in polite conversation with our friends. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway. <laughs> so back to the villa. So they arrive. And Henry has just decided, he's like, okay, you're not my plus one, you're VIP. And then Eliza's like, and you have to admit, 
says, you discriminate against hot redheads. And he's like, yes, I discriminate against hot redheads. And that's when they arrive. I want to keep backtracking because I feel like we really um, zoomed right past this. But she's saying that everyone always is watching her. And that like when she leaves a room, you know, everyone has their eyes on her. And so she she does this whole thing where she's playing um, that song. It's like, hold up, Weedem Boys, which like really brought me back. Because it's kind of a banger. Okay. Um, and he's just like, I'm not looking. And he like very pointedly just like stares off into the distance. And then right at the end, he like sneaks a peek. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? Okay. I, I felt like it was like, it was not like a conscious thing. No? Because he was like, really? Like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. And then he like caught her off guard at the end. And he just like kind of accidentally looked. You think he accidentally looked? I don't know. I think so. I'm I'm very Team Henry, so I'm always going to think the best of him, you know? I mean, look, I read Harlequin novels for a living, <laughs> so, so I can, like, expert. rewrite this scene in my head, and it's just, like, you know, he, like, fights, he f- and then right at the end, like, his, his resolve crumbles. Mm, okay, okay. She does catch him, and she just, like, oh, you did... Eliza, the way she interacts with Henry in this episode is so fascinating, because she's, like, almost trying to, like, pin on him the fact that he's but like not necessarily interested in a romantic way but just like interested in her in any way Hmm. like showing any kind of interest in her yeah yeah i think i think it's just because like they have a weird dynamic and she's not used to it you know what i mean because she's used to men like you know finding her attractive and things like that and she's just like henry must find me attractive like it would be crazy if he didn't so I feel like that's part of it. Anyway, the the way this whole thing came up is that Henry uses the words that he's being eyed for promotion. Like only people are being eyed for promotion. So then Eliza's like, I'm being eyed all the time. So that's how that comes up. I can now use this literally back at the ranch. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, it turns out that Eliza was his plus one. Sam says it immediately. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they pull up, he's like, the man of the hour plus one and so eliza's like very put off by this she's like ready to leave at this point she's like i am not your plus one terrence is like this weird little butler yes in this episode okay okay can we talk about what terrence is wearing first off he's driving the carriage he's wearing like a newsboys hat you know like that a newsboys un- hat we all listened to the newsboys <laughs> when we were younger this is that thing people say New- you know newsboys like boys who deliver things yeah newsboys Anyway, he's wearing one of those, and he has on, like, a, a tweed, would you call that a tweed vest? Oh, Beth, I'm really out of my depth here. Uh, it's plaid, anyway. It's a vest and a bow tie. And he's a um, diminutive man I say diminutive well. all the time. Yes. Anyway, so he's a small man, and he's dressed like a boy who delivers the newspapers. Is that how you would describe him? Just, like, literally like a newsboy, like one of those grubby little street urchins who are, like, yelling in the... 18 london in the 1800s all right i have very high opinion of news people but yeah that's how i would describe well okay no he's he's fancier than that ah he looks like uh definitely a servant of some sort but like you know but like fancy but he's like related to the saperstein's like why is he playing this role i don't understand he's the son-in-law yeah and he's so subservient is that too strong I mean, I don't think Sam never strong. orders him around. I he think at any point in the it. episode. He just knows his place almost. It, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he he's playing this whole role. He drives him in the carriage, and then he's like, "Oh, I have your gift baskets for you." And he like gives them their gift baskets, and then he like describes all of the things that they can do at the estate. So there's like all of these services, like spa type things. Okay. Also, can we talk about the gift baskets? Yeah, of course. Okay. In the gift basket, they have. I couldn't. I I listened to it like four times, and I could not figure out what he was saying. What was he calling those like onesies that look like an animal? It was like Janimals, Dan. It was like Janimals or something like that. Jamimals? Some it's some portmanteau of like pajamas and animals. Yeah. Like anyway. pajamals. Yeah, and then he calls them wearable stuffed animals. Eliza sees her and she's like, oh, "I got a unicorn." I I had to pause it. Henry's in his basket. We never see him wear it, but I'm pretty sure he has a onesie of a sloth. Of a swan. A sloth. Oh. I was like, why do we not get to see John Cho wearing a sloth onesie? So why? <laughs> anyway, so so Eliza's like ready to leave at this point. But then they get the gift basket. She hears the list of like spa packages. And she realizes like, this is a sweet free weekend. Like, I'm just going to take advantage. It's basically a resort. Yeah. We've been, it's like a house and you've called it a villa. But in reality, it's basically, it's basically a, a resort. Yeah, basically. Apparently, this comes up a few times in the episode. Apparently, it's right next door to where Oprah lives or occasionally resides. The one downside that has Eliza not quite backtracking, but like pretty aghast is the fact that at uh, Rancho de Saperstein, <laughs> there is no network. Yeah, so there's no there's no Wi-Fi and they're not getting service. I guess they're in a dead zone of dead some zone. kind. Yeah. And the way Sam Saperstein says it, it's kind of like it's intentional. Like, oh, this is where we like take a break. He says something like the only network we need is each other. Something like that. So Sam Saperstein shows them each to their rooms. Then Henry comes to visit Eliza because he's run out of shoe polish and can't polish both of his boots. And these are like riding boots. Yes. <laughs> like he used all of his polish on a single boot. <laughs> Which I really appreciated that. Also, this whole time... Henry is wearing a shirt that has like, you know, those elbow patches. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's I've like really one. getting into the role. I, I have a sweater that has elbow patches and I really Do you really? It. Yeah. I bet it wouldn't fit me though. Honestly, it might, but <laughs> we won't get it. Because I'm so small or because it's too big for you? Uh, would you be offended if I said both? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> I would. Uh, anyway. <laughs> if it's both things, that makes me even smaller than normal. No, if it would not fit you. I'm a very small person, so never mind. It wouldn't fit you. So get your own. <laughs> anyway, so he wants to polish his riding boots because part of the itinerary for the weekend is they're going to go riding. And apparently, Henry has been preparing for this for like three years. Three years. He has spent $16,000 <laughs> yeah. learning how to ride a horse. <laughs> which is a lot which like to be fair i was horses are frightening and dangerous and i was talking to some of my work friends about how horses are scary and i mentioned that if horses were carnivorous (laughs) there would be no people (laughs) we would all be dead (laughs) that's terrible what if horses ate people (laughs) Uh, yeah i also am very nervous around horses some people like really, really love horses, as I'm sure you know. And there's just something about them. It just feels unnatural that we just like get on them and ride them. They are so much bigger than us. Why do we do that? Beth, do you think that we should ride animals that are smaller than us? I think we should ride animals that are 
Actually, I think we shouldn't ride animals. Maybe that's my take on that. Wow. We have other options now. You can ride a bike. You can drive. You can uh, skateboard. I can only do one of those things. Ride a bike? Yes. <laughs> you, you don't know how to skateboard? Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> like in theory, I guess I know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Beth, in theory, I know how to fly a plane. <laughs> anyway, so Henry's very excited about the itinerary for the weekend, which includes horseback riding he's very pumped for this he's very prepared while he's you know polishing his second boot he's telling eliza about how important it is that she makes him look good basically this weekend because she's talking about like ordering room service basically in the morning he's like no you have to come to breakfast and you have to come on time and it's really important and you have to leave the small talk to me and he's like giving her this whole lecture while she's just trying to like enjoy herself she's also not even going to eat the food that she's ordering (laughs) She she well she's debating between either blueberry waffles right it doesn't really matter waffles or bacon she's like which one should I have sent to the room and he's like no you have to eat breakfast with us at the table and she's like it's not for breakfast I just want the room to smell like that when I wake up why doesn't she just do what Michael Scott does <laughs> and put a George Foreman grill on her bed set her alarm place bacon in it and then go back to bed yeah I don't know. She has not thought of that. What's apparently. the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> you step in the George Foreman grill. <laughs> okay, so Michael Scott's mistake there. Why was it on the floor? Why was it on his bedside table? Plot hole in the office. I, think that, I don't know. Nobody else Out- has thought outlet. of that. <laughs> it's just where the outlet was. Oh, yeah, because George Foreman grills do have short... Uh, what do you call those? Cords. <laughs> what do you... Is that the word? Cord? Yes. <laughs> okay, anyway. So Eliza's like okay henry like you're killing me here basically because he's giving her a rundown of like at breakfast i'm gonna bring up this and then later i'm gonna segue to this and then i'm gonna do this he's got like literally everything he's going to say planned out in his head and he does carry out his plan at breakfast (laughs) and he is boring people to death yeah yeah you can like see on their faces Nobody cares. He's like talking Sam about Sam his... hates it. <laughs> Sam's wife hates yeah. it. Sam's daughter hates it. Sam's son-in-law hates it. Son-in-law slash servant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, my, my future plans for the company. He's talking about replacing people with drones and then sending the people somewhere else where they can get like tax write-offs. Like no one cares. They're trying to have a nice weekend. Eliza comes in late wearing her swimsuit and she's like, Hey, everyone. Like, sorry, I slept in. And everyone's like super pumped to see Eliza. They're like, yes, finally, like Henry will stop telling us about his plans for the future of the company. She says that that mattress is amazing. It was like sleeping on an angel's breast implant. (laughs) Yeah, which Henry was like, I'm sure angels don't need to augment their breasts. (laughs) Classic Henry. (laughs) Almost. Well, and also, in fact, the mattresses are actually filled with hand-curled koala fleece. <laughs> yes. Whichever knows leads to a superior night's sleep. So Henry's like super jazzed to go horseback riding. He's wearing like his horseback riding outfit, which is very cute. Again, three years, $16,000. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, and he's pumped. When talking about how <laughs> amped he is to get out there on a steed, he uses some some choice words <laughs> that I think you have written down, course, I'm sure. Of course I have. So he says, all right, let's, let's get out on the horses. I am hot to trot. I am good to gallop. I am cool to canter. I am down to dressage. And then Sam Saperstein says, my, someone really has researched their horse words. He's not, not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. 
<laughs> Henry's so pleased with himself, though. Like, it's just like, it's you like seeing a little animal. His alliteration. Yeah. Oh, man. I appreciated it. I, really I would have. For I would guy. appreciate it. Yes. So he's like really pumped to ride horses. And Eliza's just like, ugh, no. Horses smell like hobos. I'm just going to go to the pool instead. And then everyone's just like, yeah, let's do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> and Henry's like, what is happening? Why, why is this happening? And Henry is like sprawled on a on a poolside like deck chair, <laughs> uh, like one of those reclining deck chairs yeah. in his full riding outfit. <laughs> He's even buttoned boots. his jacket up. <laughs> yeah and eliza's like why aren't you changing and he's like i didn't bring a swimsuit because that wasn't on the itinerary i bring what whenever i go on any trip i bring my swimsuit just in case Makes it sense. doesn't matter where i'm going doesn't take up that much room where, what if there's a pool there could be a pool anywhere yeah anywhere maybe not anywhere but anywhere yeah. <laughs> okay sometimes i even pack an inflatable pool in the event that there isn't a pool you don't do that do you do you have an inflatable pool Beth, of course. Don't you? No. Everyone has an inflatable pool. That's not true. Just for emergencies? <laughs> it's not true. What if you need to mix, like, a large amount of quinoa salad? Bowls aren't big enough. You just <laughs> inflate the pool, and then you can just mix it in there. No one has ever wanted that much quinoa. No one. Okay, speak for yourself, okay? <laughs> like Quinoa is something that's better enjoyed in limited quantities, in my opinion. Okay. what if you, I'm talking about if you need to serve, like, a lot of people. It's not all for you. <laughs> No one person is going to eat a kiddie pool of quinoa. I don't know. You're the one who made up this situation, not me. So I don't know your quinoa habits. I'm just talking about the need for large mixing vessels. That's a good point. That's a good point. I went to my cousin's wedding and we made a bunch of salads and Mm -hmm. we were serving like, I don't know, like 200 people because it's Mm -hmm. a wedding. Yeah. And we had to mix the salad using storage bins. Like, Like a big old Tupperware bin? Yes. Okay. But if we had a kiddie pool, it would have been much easier. But I feel like if anyone saw you making it in a kiddie pool, they'd have a lot of questions. Like, what? like is this a like, used kiddie pool? Where can I get my kiddie pool? Used by kiddies? Like, why haven't I thought of this idea before? Yeah. They'd be wondering why they've been doing it. I don't know. You know you know what kiddie pools are used for when there are kids involved. Yeah. I'm buying a <laughs> brand new food safe. I'm, I'm just saying, you need people to know that. This is an unused kiddie pool that you put their salad in. You know what I mean? Even if there had been kids in it, I still would have washed it prior to mixing my salad in said pool. Okay. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) So Henry, unlike you, was not prepared for this change in the itinerary. So he's just sitting at the pool in his full riding costume. And he's like, okay, Eliza, like, I'm going to try to get us back on track and bring up horseback riding again. And she's like, fine whatever i won't mess it up and he's like yeah don't ruin this for me she's like i won't i'm just gonna go see if i can spot oprah you go ahead and go horseback riding sam's daughter what's sam's daughter's name do we know you do i don't know you definitely wrote it down i didn't write it down (sighs) anyway miss saperstein (laughs) she (laughs) she's not miss saperstein oh shoot mrs terrence (laughs) oh bad i know it's bad i don't know terrence's last name either um Sam's daughter and Terrence's wife, she overhears Eliza saying she's going to go try to spot Oprah. And she's like, oh, Oprah watching? I would go Oprah watching. And then everyone's like, sounds fun. Let's go. So that's what they're doing instead. Can I just say what Sam Saperstein says when they're going to leave? Uh, he is going to do an outfit change. <laughs> yeah. He says, oh, I'll slip into my ambling kilt. No, 
wait, my strolling culottes. I would have liked to have seen the ambling kilt, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> Me too. An ambling kilt. Though, I mean, he was wearing a Speedo in this scene, so I think True. we saw as much of Sam Saperstein as possible on <laughs> as Network we, As we need to. Yeah, yeah. True. Anyway. So Eliza is trying to help Henry, and while they are on this Oprah watching jaunt, she imparts a little bit of advice. And that advice is, Henry, you need to loosen up. You are so high-strung. You, you are stressing yourself out. You're stressing out everyone else. You're not going to get this promotion. Loosen up and do one fun thing. Just one. Just one fun thing. Yeah. She said you have to show Sam that you're capable of doing something fun. So they're going for a walk. Henry's thinking about this, you know, his, his something fun he could do. The rest of the group keeps walking. They come to a pond, which we find out is Sam Saperstein's wife. It's like her pet project. She saved this pond and like preserved it. And apparently no humans have touched the pond in some amount of time. We don't find out how much time. Because it has a uh, fragile ecosystem. Yes. Is what we're led to believe. Yes. And just as she's sort of highlighting her accomplishment, you know, she's an eco-warrior of sorts. Mm -hmm. Henry sprints out completely naked. Yes. And cannonballs into the pool. Or the the lake, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he chose this moment to do his one fun thing. He comes out of the water and he's like, Ha ha, so great. The the wife is crying because he's destroyed her pond and he's just like, Uh why is everybody crying? What's going on? So poorly timed. <laughs> At this point, Henry had a certain idea of how this weekend was going to go. Mm -hmm. He was going to wow Sam and his family with how intelligent and like business savvy and forward thinking he is. And he has not yet gotten to ride a horse in front of them. And he has also desecrated a sacred <laughs> body of water. Yes. So at this point in the episode, he and Eliza are kind of like talking about this and she's trying to comfort him. So she's like, I mean, I can't check, but I don't even think it's trending yet. So really, the only people who know that you jumped into a forbidden pond are your boss, your boss's family, probably Stedman. <laughs> and he's he's not being comforted by any of this. He then sort of delivers a verbal... Well, okay, so Eliza spots a leech on his neck. So she's trying to tell him you have a leech on you. And he's like, you're right, Eliza. I do have a leech. It's you. You've ruined it's this been weekend. Sucking the life out yeah. of me all weekend. And her name is Eliza Dooley. That's it. That's it. And to really add insult to injury, he says, I think I preferred you when you were on your phone. Yes. Which is just like, Henry, your entire goal in this TV show has been to get Eliza to stop being on her phone so much. Yeah. So this is like really harsh because he's basically saying, like, I, I've tried to make you a better person by getting you off your phone, but you're just like a bad person almost. Like, even when you're not on your phone. So, super harsh. Then he looks in the mirror and sees that he does have a leech on his neck. Oh my and he's gosh, like, I have a oh, leech on leech me. On my neck. And she's like, yes, that's what I tried to tell you. I've been trying to help you. I've been trying to help you this whole time. And then she walks off. And he's kind of like, left to think about that. And also take care of the leech. It's gross. He pulls it off. Yeah. And it like sticks on. You know, he's like, ah. And then he throws it at the mirror that he's looking in. And I was just like, how did they make this fake leech? I don't, I don't know. Ugh. Leeches have always really freaked me out. Like when I was a kid. Why, Why is that? I think it's pretty obvious. Because <laughs> no, they stick to you so. and suck your blood. 
I remember when I yeah, was so like... Yeah, mosquitoes. Oh, oh, no, when I was like in elementary school, I read Little House on the Prairie, you know, as you do. And there's this one scene where they like go swimming in a stream and they get leeches on them and they have to burn them off. And it like horrified me. You're not supposed to do that. Well, they didn't know that on the prairie or the big woods or wherever they were when this happened. It was not in the big woods. It was by Plum River Creek. I don't know. I know. I, I might have just made that up. They moved a lot. I used to love those books. Yeah? Yeah. I really liked Farmer Boy, mm. the third book about Almanzo Wilder. Almanzo, yeah. Man, there was just a lot of food in that book in particular. Oh, there was okay. food in all of the books, but there was a lot of food in that book. I was really hungry child. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Little House on the Prairie cookbook. And uh, one time my sister had a Little House on the Prairie birthday party because we were wild like that. Did they like serve that? one of Almanzo's favorite dishes, <laughs> apples and onions? <laughs> no. Oh, we disappointing. Did. One of them, which is I would not recommend, one of the things apparently they were into was you'd make popcorn and then you put the popcorn in a cup and then you pour milk on the popcorn and you eat it with a spoon. Disgusting. Yeah. Didn't like that. We also made... Uh, where you do molasses, but you pour it in the snow, so it forms into, like, molasses candy. Yeah, it should be done with maple syrup, ideally. Maybe. Oh, Beth. I don't know. It was maple syrup, wasn't it? I can't remember now. It was, like, maple syrup. No, I think it was molasses. I feel like it was something with molasses. But maple syrup would also work, I think. Was there a pie with a raven inside of it? Raven crow? A crow inside of it? What? What do you mean? There, You read the books. There were a bunch of crows, and they, like, ravaged the farm. Like, there were, like, crows everywhere. And Pa would go out with his gun and just, like, go through boxes of cartridges, and there would still be crows in the air. They just ate all of their corn. And then they were like, okay, well, if the crows are going to eat our corn, I guess we'll eat the crows. And then they had crow, like, all the time. Ugh. Crows are scary. I mean, like, have you seen a crow up close? They are so big. Yeah, they're really Ugh. large. Ugh. Anyway. Crows, uh, leeches, where's the line? Horses. It's a lot. There's a lot it, of scary stuff. It sounds in this. like you just don't like animals. <laughs> I like normal sized animals that don't pose any threat to me. Um, I like cats. Don't chipmunks? cats eat you when you die? I think they would. But I guess at that point you're already dead, so, so they're not really harming you. Whatever. Gotta let them live. Actually, okay. Cats are another one. If cats were bigger, they would eat you. Beth, you know that cats do come in larger sizes. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is new information to me. I was going to say not on this continent, but yes, on this continent. Uh, mo- mountain lions? Do we have mountain lions on this continent? Yes. Cougars? They're the same thing. Mountain lions and cougars are the same thing? Yeah. Huh. Are you okay. serious? <laughs> I mean, I guess I kind of knew that, but I never really thought about it. Beth, you teach children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I teach them to find their own information, so... <laughs> There you go. I've forgotten what we were talking about. Horses. He, Oprah. So Henry shows up at dinner. Okay. And he's late. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his shirt is untucked. And he's Half untucked. disheveled. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm never late. I try to be places early, in fact, like five minutes early. Man after my own heart. I also like to show places early. And Sam says something that I think is a little inappropriate for a boss to say about two of his employees. I don't remember what he said. Go ahead. Sam says, where's your better half? Mm, yeah, true. Sam has been shipping Henry and Eliza since like episode two, though. He's very invested. I just, but I feel like you yeah, can't do that. Yeah. But I mean, is he the boss right now? Because they're not at work. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course he's still their boss. 
I just mean like he's not acting as their boss right now because right now they're hanging out. It's true though. It's true. It's a little weird. Anyway, Henry's like, ah, she left. I really fouled that up. I've fouled everything up this weekend. And he like has this heartfelt speech about how like he really enjoys plans and like they're really important to him. And like when the plans don't go as he expects them to, he tends to unravel. And so that's what's happened this weekend. He says, uh, he he apologizes as well, like pretty profusely that this weekend was, was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, me thinks this weekend has been the opposite of a disaster. <laughs> he says me thinks like three times. Yeah. Which, okay, sure. He can say that. He's Sam Saperstein. So he basically says to Henry, he's like, this is what I wanted. Like I wanted a chance to see you unwind a little bit, not be like this prepackaged formulated product version of Henry. But I wanted to see like what you're like in real life, basically. Sam also says that like I noticed that you're more lifelike around Eliza. Yeah. Which is like that's well that's why he a invited backhanded Eliza. compliment, I think. To Henry or to Eliza? To Henry. To say someone that is to say that someone is more lifelike. Yeah. Well okay, it's kind of like it's interesting because Henry's a marketing guy. So he's basically saying like you're too good at marketing, you're trying to market yourself instead of being a person. You know, but like around mm, Eliza, yeah. you're more like a real person, which again, weird thing to say, but Sam Saperstein's kind of a weird guy. So he did. We just take it. <laughs> put Henry in a room that had a what looked to be a painted portrait of him and his wife engaging in the art of Kama Sutra. Yes. Now you've thrown me off. Um, so yeah, Sam. Sam's not that professional. He's fine with that. So basically he's saying that's why I invited Eliza She's the perfect plus one, to which Henry says... She's not just plus one. She's VIP. That's it. So then he's like, I got to go talk to Eliza. I have to apologize to her, you know. So he goes out. Eliza has left. She's trying to get signal on her phone. So she's just like wandering around the lawn with her phone up in the air, trying to get some signal. And Henry tries to like yell to her. He's like, Eliza! You know, she can't hear him. So... He gets on a horse and he gallops out to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he finally gets to ride a horse. This is very exciting. Yeah, he gallops out to her. Eli- okay, Eliza's face in this moment, she's like kind of impressed. He gets off the horse and then he starts apologizing to her about how, you know, he messed up and he shouldn't have said those things to her. Then he says, um, I don't want you to think that I value my job more than I value our friendship because I swear it's a tie. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> and then Eliza's like, mm, it's a tie like you galloped out here on a majestic white horse to tell me i took the least majestic horse i swear (laughs) yeah he's like in the stable this one looked like a donkey (laughs) and then eliza's like oh i don't know i i think uh i think you worship me i think you worship me yeah and he's like i i don't i don't i don't worship you and then uh he said this is this is the shout out no no, it's from the Simpsons. This is Sideshow Bob. Stop, he sings stop. it to Bart Simpson. <sighs> this is My Fair Lady. There's literally a song about it. He says, I've, I've grown accustomed to your face, which is like a very sweet way of saying like, I really like having you around. I don't think that's, it is a sweet way of saying that. <laughs> it's a sweet way of saying that if you are emotionally stilted and don't understand yourself. <laughs> It's sweet. She says thanks to that, which I guess is the only way you can respond if someone says they've grown accustomed to your face. And at this point, I mean, there, there's like a moment and yeah. then oh, yeah. they're like, oh, this horse is chewing 
really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like having this like semi romantic moment. Like, it's pretty know. romantic. Yeah. They're just kind of like looking at each other. It, it's dark out there. There's a horse. They kind of try to cut the tension by being like, yeah, this horse is trained really loudly. But like, and then, you know, there's tension building in the air. The moment sort of like starts up again. Mm-hmm. But then Henry notices Eliza's phone and says, looks like you found your signal, which is like, I don't know, like a double entendre, but not in like a weird way. Hmm. Yeah. So this is like kind of a classic Henry line, you know, where it's like he's saying one thing, but he kind of means something else. So at this moment, both of their phones like light up wherever they are in the yard. There's cell signal there. The episode ends prior to the tag. Yeah. On like this beautiful shot. Of Eliza mm-hmm. and Henry, they're in a grassy field. Mm-hmm. The house is in the background. The horse is in the background. They're both on their phones and, like, illuminated by their phones. And they're, yes. like, standing close to one another. It's such a nice shot. It is. It is. And it's very, like, symbolically resonant or something, you know? Like, they were facing each other and, like, this moment is building. And then, like, their phones come back on and they, like, turn away from each other and you just see them looking at their phones. And the horse is still there. That's great. Uh, That's great, yeah. It's really, yeah, very beautiful. And mm-hmm. then there's a tag. Mm-hmm. There's sort of like two tags back to back. Oh, also during this scene, before Henry tells Eliza, like, it's a tie, he also did get the promotion. So we find yes. that Yes, so it's all good. It's all good. So the scene ends, or rather the episode ends after the cut. This is the tag. Eliza is with Freddie, who I guess mm-hmm. it, she's going out with. Freddie's just always kind of around. And she's staring at her phone. And it's a picture of her and Henry and the horse yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And then Freddie's like, hmm, looks romantic. And she's like, oh, are you jealous? And he says like, oh, should I be? And she's like, oh, well, this picture didn't get any likes. So I'm going to delete it. She does not delete it, though. And as they're making out in bed, <laughs> basically, yeah. it's kind of like a precursor to something. Yeah, it's I don't okay. know. <laughs> Just, again, I work for Harlequin now. You don't, so. you don't have to go into detail. It's not a Harlequin podcast. The camera pans over to the phone and a little notification pops up and it's liked by the underscore Henry underscore Higgs. <laughs> yeah. I love that he had to say the Henry Higgs. I don't know why. There are like a lot of Henry Higgs in the world. Anyway. Also, okay, this just made me think. Has Henry signed up for like every social media since he met Eliza? And followed her on all of them. Almost certainly. Yeah. Because that's that way he can monitor what kind of content he's putting <laughs> out into the world, mm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the f- the final tag is Sam Cyperstein jumps into the lake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because during when Henry is giving his speech about how, like, he messed everything up this weekend, Sam Cyperstein is like, honestly, I've always wanted to jump in that lake. And his wife is like, oh, Sam. So at the end of the episode, he finally does what he wanted to do. So now we've come to the end. What are our impressions of this episode? I think, I mean, it was interesting to have an episode that happened almost totally out of the office because it kind of is taking Henry and Eliza's friendship to a different place, you know, literally and figuratively. So there's a lot of development there. I thought the development of Henry, like becoming aware of his shortcomings and like how they're holding him back was very good. You know, having all these moments where he's like truly failing miserably, doing what he thinks was going to be successful for him. And I think this episode kind of shifted the balance a little bit. So instead of Henry always helping Eliza, we finally see one where Eliza is really helping Henry way more than he's helping her. Yeah. Development wise, I thought it was really interesting. Had a lot of funny moments. I I guess I would have liked to 
feel like we kind of left everyone at the office behind though during this episode which maybe we needed to do that but it kind of kind of ruins that like ensemble cast thing that we kind of hoped right. was going to happen because now it's like just really about Henry and Eliza and well, everyone else think, is like supporting them. I think maybe if they had played up a little bit more like who Terrence is mm-hmm. and who Sam's daughter is mm-hmm. and who Sam is and who his wife is that way you get a little bit more of this like ensemble feel you get to like flesh them things out a little bit more because and I'm sure we'll touch on this for next week's episode I think that Terrence could have just because he's this weird little footman yeah yeah maybe touching on that a little bit I like parallelism in my TV mm-hmm. in my sitcoms so maybe you know like a b-plot Mm-hmm. would have been cool but also like i definitely i think they devoted the time that they needed to henry and eliza and i think you always run the danger of an episode being a little overstuffed mm-hmm. so maybe this was like a less is more kind of situation yeah and i guess it just it kind of depends on what you want the show to be because if you want it to be an ensemble comedy then this episode would not be very good but if you want it to be a rom-com which is more how it was promoted i guess then it makes a lot of sense you know yeah. because everyone else their role is just to get these two people together, basically. Which I feel like is what pretty much everyone was doing during this episode. Especially Sam. That guy's like way too invested. He just wants to see those two crazy kids work things out. I guess so. Anyway, it's a fun episode. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. I know that we talked a lot about kiddie pools and salads. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like we've really imparted a lot of knowledge to our listeners. With yeah. that little, that's like, to me, a life hack. Just a little life hack for you. Need to make a lot of salad. Get a kiddie pool. You're welcome, everybody. Good thing you stuck around long enough to get that. Yeah. So a little something for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So thanks for listening to this episode. We are just going to talk a little bit about how you can get in touch with us and what's coming next week. So uh, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at selfievalpod. At selfievalpod. Yes, that's it. You can also look at our tumblr which is selfievaluation.tumblr.com also okay in searching when he tried to look up tumblr and he spelled it wrong so precious anyway he did find it though he did find it go watch searching yeah yeah there's another little life hack for you go watch searching starring john cho you get to see a lot of his face the whole time also it's just a really interesting movie okay you have not we keep talking listeners (laughs) beth and i were talking about searching prior to recording this episode and Beth kept saying over and over that the movie was interesting. And I will tell you that the movie was good. Do watch this movie. It will interest you and also entertain you. Okay. When I say interesting, I mean I was interested while I was watching it. Not every movie is interesting. For example, I saw a movie last night, which I won't say what it was. I fell asleep please? during it. Well, who was in it? What? Who was in it? No, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Beth, Why? It's not important. <laughs> Is it going to offend me? Did I work? Was I in this no. movie? I just don't want to say bad things about movies in case other people did like it. But anyway. Beth, you, it's okay I'll to just, have I'll opinions. just tell you what it was about. It was very British. It had to do with starting a bookstore. I fell asleep for like a minute and I woke up and one of the main characters had died of a heart attack in the street. And I didn't know what led up to that because I don't know how long I was asleep. Shoot, I saw the trailer for that. Who's in it? Yeah. I mean, it sounds boring. <laughs> it the premise is boring. <laughs> I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it because it's about like books and stuff. But, 
Yeah. <sighs> no, it was not great. If you want to email us and tell us about your opinions about this unnamed film, <laughs> you can send us an email at selfievaluationpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. You can also subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, right? And that is it. Oh, if you come back week. next week yeah. on Tuesday, we will have a new episode where we talk about this episode, but less recap, less review, more what did we want to see more of? Mm-hmm. What in this episode did we see that we thought would have cropped up again in the future or should have? Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about imaginary season two of Selfie and what we would have liked to see. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening.